morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of The Blacksmith's Furnace with me, Robert. With me, Pete. Man like Mo. Ouch it. Anyway. <laughs> Don't anyway, hate. So you know like that? You know, in my own house as well, you know. I should kick you up. You could try. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how do I want to get into this week's episode? Okay, so let me tell you about what happened last night, right? Oh, sorry. With these humans. With these who? These heathens. Oh, okay. Which are you two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm innocent. Sometimes you just have to dip your toe in the water sometimes, you know, when when it comes to these these two guys. Especially when it comes to, like, problems. And like, <laughs> and, like can I come to these guys with, with a problem? So I oh thought, okay, God. let me start with, like, the little problem. Then maybe move on to a bigger one. So last night was about 9.30 at night time. I was a bit peckish. <laughs> A bit this is a problem. This hold is a problem on, that he's, on, he's talking about. I was a bit peckish, so I thought, oh, you know what? Let me make some toast. Because, you know, <laughs> it's been a while since, since we had a loaf of bread in the house. <laughs> 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 so I thought, okay, um, make some toast. And I thought, you know what, yeah, let's be a bit adventurous. Make some some jambo toast. <laughs> That's adventurous. I need to get out more. And then, so I go to the fridge, get the jam, and I look at the top. It, says, it said that it expired like last year. <laughs> <laughs> oh my and hadn't even been in the fridge for that long, so I don't know. <laughs> you bought it expired then, probably. Or close to the expiry date. Maybe. No, because this, this was like July of last year. Oh, mm. and you yeah. said it hasn't been in the long. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I was going to eat it because my <laughs> thinking was like, jam is like... A preserve. A preserve. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I thought. Initially. It should be okay. <laughs> Initially. But I didn't want to risk it. Mate, <laughs> mate, it. Yeah. ever since I moved to this country, I don't mess about abuse by dates, you know. It's serious, you know, because back home, we don't. We don't. We well, didn't abuse by dates. Mate, that? you're pouring milk until, you, you know, we didn't even have fresh milk or long life. It was straight all powdered. Evaporated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> evaporated or powdered milk. So it's like, we didn't really care. Unless the milk was lumpy, mate, we're still using it. Yeah. But then it smelled bad. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, like, with Africans, they're like... So like firm the runs, <laughs> straight, <laughs> straight. Like we, like I didn't even know that eggs had expiry date until I came here. That's how real it is. I did. I never knew that eggs had expiry dates. It was. Oh, yeah. So about salt. Salt. Salt is a preserve. So does can can, can, can salt expire? Do you know, what? I've never even now I have never checked the expiry date of salt. Is there one on there though? I there must be. I think yeah. now, due to uh, legislations and stuff, there has to be some sort of use by date on it. Even water has a use by date. No, no, no. That's a use by date of the bottle. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's when the bottle is no longer viable. Ah. Yeah. Never. I thought it was, it was the water, like nah, the actual I, water I, I, inside I it. I read it on, I read it somewhere, Volvic or something like that. Yeah, and it's, it's the bottle, apparently. Yeah. We'll get back okay. to it in a second. Cool. But let me get back to my story. So, yeah. Apologies. So. I, th- I thought, no, let me not risk it. Um, so I just had my bread and my bar. <laughs> it was what I'm saying, you know. Like, like, like after I, I built myself up <laughs> for, for, for toast on jam, jam on toast. And then I just... Toast on jam. <laughs> and it was just bar. So then, I, so then I went to the group. I was like, guys, <laughs> I wanted jam on toast. But there was only bar. <laughs> And the Peter just said, okay. <laughs> I can't remember what Moses said. I said the walls of Robert. The ro- the walls of Bobby or something. Fam. I was like, you know what? If I can't ever come to you about bread, what can I really come to you about? What? Don't come Wait. to me about bread. Wait, Sorry. were we meant to sit there and cry with you over, over lack Job's of friends jam? did. No, 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 no. Job's friends were wasted. Over, over, over death of children, death, loss of property, loss of um, investments. That's and what he had they, worms in his skin. That's what they were crying oh, with him. Guys, was. You know, it wasn't toast on jam. What kind of persecution <laughs> are you talking about? Page is relative. Page <laughs> <laughs> is relative. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So, you know, yeah. So, where was So, you didn't ask us the question you wanted to ask us because you didn't get the response you yeah, wanted. Yeah, that's why I, that's, that's, uh, that's what I'm talking lead, about. Don't lead with toast and jam. No, no, so, no, so, no. so, basically, you're, you're self-sabotaging yourself. Yeah. If, if I can't come to you with the small stuff, I can't come to, come to you with the big so stuff. So, you're self-sabotaging yourself no. because if, if you're like, guys, I've got a girl pregnant. Yes, we're going to laugh. But then we're going to get serious. I would right laugh actually. I would. <laughs> and because laugh. you would laugh, I wouldn't come to it because I'd be angry and that I still wouldn't talk to you again. <laughs> nah, do, do you know what? Yeah, the reason I actually wouldn't laugh. The only reason I would laugh because I've been in this position before. 
Because it's peak. So I'll be laughing because I can feel his pain. I'd worry. I'd worry. I'd like, laugh. Lol. But anyway. even with that, if you started with toast and jam, yeah, you're not. I felt nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I felt nothing. I think I wrote okay simply because I was in the group when I saw it. And that's why, if if I came to you with something serious, now now I'm gonna think okay, he doesn't care, so I'm just not, I'm just not gonna come. But there's, 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 a there's a difference between there's a difference between like there's no toast, there's no jam in the house, and like my baby's choking. There's a difference but between what, that. But but what if the lack of jam made me contemplate life and then made me hang myself? Then then I'd question myself and why you're my friend in the first place. To be honest, I'd question your grasp on life. I'll, I'll be at your eulogy like this guy doesn't have a grasp on life. <laughs> Chapel toast is good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. So, um, go to more serious things. So, earlier in the day, mm. <laughs> I was having a bit more, a, a, a different crisis. And it came to books, right? Right. And I was, I'm trying to think like long term. And when it comes to books. Okay. So, like, I always want to have like a library in my house full of books. Mm. But then I started thinking, like, would it just be better to have like an e-book reader as opposed to all these books? You're taking, you're speaking to opposite ends in the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this guy's got a whole shelf of books <laughs> out there, and I'm looking at all the dead trees. I'm like, oh, this guy's so evil to trees. When I got a Kindle, I've got my library. I can take it anywhere <laughs> with me, and it's always available. And like, there's pros and cons because yeah, you've, you've got your whole library with you, but if if, if you lose that. <laughs> Then you've got no books at all until you get yeah, and l- until it's until I go online and it's there and I've got the app on my phone and on my tablet. That's too much technology. We're just, <laughs> we're technology. just watching a video of robots walking <laughs> and doing back running and doing backflips. <laughs> That's scary stuff. So I can just see them like just choke slamming you and doing a backflip and landing on you. So yeah, that's the question. In this age, it's so violent for no reason. <laughs> In this first, in this new age of like technology, are books becoming redundant? Would you say? I think I thought like about paper this. Books. Yeah, I thought about this, and we'll move into novelty. The same way you've got people that now own classic cars, mm. and they are essentially useless otherwise, uh, other than on a perfect road, and yet people own them, keep them, maintain them. I think eventually, books will become those things where everything is so technological they become a a classic thing yeah, like, like you like the, the feel past. of paper or yeah. you like ink on on paper and so you still have books i think eventually that's where it's going i i think um i think that there's definitely something about pen and paper um for me in terms of writing and there's something about flicking through tangible books um, for me as well and it's like even my daughter the sheer fact of like turn the page obviously you can say swipe the screen and so you swipe the screen and then it's on to the next thing or press click the next button and stuff but the physically having to um, as a child she had to feel the pages and be able to then like only lift a single page and turn that around. So there's like a tangible thing that she's having to do and like problem solve and think and feel around to be able to turn the next page and not turn five pages. Mm. And so it's like, for me, all of that is part of the feel and the appeal of books. And so for me, books, physical books will always have a place for me. Um, To greater or lesser degree, like I'm almost like Robert where I want a physical library. Um, like there are some films that I will purchase even though I know that I can download it and just have the digital copy but I'll be like no I actually want the physical thing there's there's a nostalgia for me in seeing the physical thing so like random film Romeo Must Die like I really like that really like that film to the point where Jamelia went to CEX one time and saw it for 50p and she bought it for me and that made my day how many times have you watched it since? I watched it at least twice, but that, she bought it like two, three, like two years ago. Oh, okay, fair enough. So, um, yeah, it, for me, it's I don't have the, that extended time to sit down and watch like an hour, hour and a half, two hour long movie. I'd rather sit down and watch anime twenty minutes, and I can get up and do something else. 
So I know that I've got the 20 minutes to spare, but not the hour and a half. But coming back to the point, there's, there's a, when something is meaningful to me, there's a, there's an emphasis on the, on a physical copy. Like there's a book by John Piper. It so shaped me. I've got two copies. I've only read it once. But I saw another copy and I bought it. So yeah. Yeah. Mm. And like having this like conversation in my head, it, it like reminded me of like the old guard of DJs who like prefer to have like the actual mm. discs, vinyls, uh, yeah. vinyls, yeah. And then like us looking at them we'll think they're just being like pretentious. It's <laughs> like <laughs> uh move along with the times. Mm. Um do you feel like books will have that same kind of thing or do you think that books will just and like we always have books to read. So like in school, yeah. we, we had yeah. like um, yeah. workbooks. Yeah. So do you think that books will always be a part of society or do you think we'll just move on from that completely? The concept of books will always be a, 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 a part of it. So the idea of codifying wisdom or codifying knowledge or information uh, will always be a part of society. Whether that takes physical form or not is a question. And I think, I, I genuinely think it's, we're, we're a decade at most away from a big well a decade might be too short but a decade or two away from it being antiquated and everything moved online even now kids have entire textbooks on their iPads yeah and yeah. you know they're, they're issued out iPads and I think it's I, I get what you're saying in the sense of you know there are elements of having a physical book that some people like but I think it's so much uh, or technology will make it so easy to access the information that a book will, will have you know most people or society will move on from physical yeah. books i think i think the convenience of it being digital mm. is something that has a great appeal so as peter was saying when i was working in schools all the textbooks were moving not all of them but the textbooks were moving online and so a teacher can set homework from the textbook and say log in go to this page that's where it is all the chapters you need are from here to here so you can read up on it and you can get the answers for the textbook and stuff and plus as um when i was in secondary school the books that i had to carry weighed my bag down a lot and so there was that physical like carrying around heavy bags um and like some of the kids now, their bags are bigger than them. But with everything moving digital, you get to carry a bit less mm. without missing out um, on information. And I, what I also want to say is like, so being, so I'm going to I'm I'm look at this from a slightly, picking up on the DJ point that you made. I'm going to look at it slightly from a photography perspective. So as a photographer, I really, really like digital because that's what I was introduced to. I can snap away. I can review pictures immediately. If the composition is a bit off, I can take another one. Um, but as I got more and more into it, I wanted to challenge myself with the old film photography where you need to know exposure as you're taking a picture because there's no, there's no real way of taking a picture and reviewing it immediately and changing what needs to be changed. You need to understand light. You need to understand the way light falls and different things. And you need to understand ISO, aperture, shutter speed and how they work in combination to be able to take these pictures. Because even when you buy the f a roll of film, it's a set um, ISO. Mm. It might be set to 100, might be set to 400, whatever. So it's like, this is the ISO that I have how can I work with it with different shutter speeds and I stuff? I saw it first, the sensitivity to light, by the way. Yeah, so, so that, um, it will be how sensitive the, the role of film is to light. And then the shutter speed and uh, aperture then works in combination to give you a rightly exposed picture. And so all of these things are a lot more challenging. There are a lot more restrictions as to what you can do. And I find myself being... Want being challenged by that, I want to go. I want to go back into digital, st um, analog stuff to be able to challenge myself in that way. But workflow-wise, a darkroom won't work. And so I'm looking at, all right, what digital equivalents can I get to help me out workflow-wise? And so even though that I've gone back to, um, in a DJ perspective, even though I've gone back to a vinyl, 
I'm still looking at what digital digital equi- equivalents or digital components can I use to improve the workflow? Because I might not have the space for the fat turntables that they had before. I might only have a smaller one. Or I might not have the money to buy all the vinyls that I want to buy. Mm. So I might just buy the digital copies and then use the physical one vinyl as like an overlay or something. Yeah. That I'm playing it through or I'm using that to do the physical scratches. Or even they've got digital turntables. Yeah, they've even got certain... Software that mimics it. So yeah. you've got two screens and yeah. literally you can yeah. click on it to scratch and stuff like and that. And so mm. there's ways in which we're now trying to incorporate digital te- technology into the analog side. And so there, there might be something like that as well. I know that there's a few um, developments which are trying to get the real, like an actual paper feel oh, yeah. to digital, yeah, to digital yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. There's a screen protectors that you can stick on your ipad to make it feel like paper mm. there's um a tablet actually remarkable yeah remarkable it's yeah. Dope. yeah that literally is, is designed to mimic paper so the pen the uh the stylus the, the sheets um the t- tablet that you use all are specifically designed to mimic paper mm. that all sounds like vegetarian sausages do you know what though yeah it's like it, it really does and the prices of these things are ridiculous now. Now, yes. Yeah. The prices of them now are ridiculous. Like, I saw remark- the remarkable thing and I was like, yo, I really want this. I clicked on it. The advert never shows the price, does it? I clicked on it and it's 500 pounds. Yeah. It's like a Kindle. Yeah. Okay. But it's, it's it mimics paper and you can write on it as well. You can underline in books and stuff like that so you can actually interact with what you're reading. Yeah. Um, but it's five hundred pounds. It's a concept, but it's expensive for now. Yeah. And it's like the pen also mimics actual pen. Yeah. So pressure sensitivity, when you move it in different angles, it responds in different ways. So it, it, they're trying to make it as paper-like as possible. But I yeah. think that the thing that you notice that's somewhat of a cycle is there's a standard, technology improves, and thus that standard becomes somewhat antiquated. Mm. The first step is always technology tries to mimic that standard Mm -hmm. and then technology moves on. Yeah. And so you're talking about vinyls and you had vinyl records and, you know, it was all about scratching. It was all about being able to switch the CDs whilst in the mix and all of that. And then technology improved and we no longer needed vinyls. So then they started creating software to mimic that, mm-hmm. created hardware to mimic that. And you've just got two small circular surfaces yeah, that you can scratch. Yeah. And then eventually, now you've got some songs that are created and not a single instrument is used and it's mm-hmm. all created digitally. And thus, it's like even the mixing, even the scratching, you no longer need those things. Yeah, It's principles that you pick up from it. So being able to determine which part of which song mixes with another to then bring that in whilst you're doing it those are things that you start to pick up or they start to develop and i think the most important thing is to not well to not get locked in the past and allow yourself to pick up the the principles from the past that are useful Mm. and evolve with them i think i like that definitely like that um that's one of the things that really appeals to me about the japanese culture it might be a perception, but the way that they've meshed um, tradition with technology, yeah. mm. um, that's one of the things that really appeals to me. Yeah. And so I, that's definitely something that I would like to mimic, and I think I have been mimicking. Um, yeah. Still being, trying to be at the forefront yeah. of what I'm doing while still retaining the, the essence. Yeah. Um, and the have, you, have you tried reading on Kindles and stuff? I've, I've got books on my phone. I've got books on my phone. Um, Advantage, you get, you've got like a million books of you at all times. Mm-hmm. You can highlight it without having to worry about messing up the pages. Um, but downside, um, if your battery dies, <laughs> all the books are gone, literally. Um, and you can't share. So like if I've got a book that I want you to read, I can't say, hey, t- take my phone. Let's go. I've got a book on it. Mm. So, yeah. And Here's like, my login. Yeah. Read uh, it. <laughs> yeah. And, that's, and, and that's one of the things that I think we're losing, that, that whole thing of being able to, to share books with mm. people, mm. Which, which I think is, which, which is nice, I think. How many books have you borrowed from people? 
Quite a few actually. Well, I do more borrowing than 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 the borrowing. Than, no, <laughs> but, yeah, no, but it makes sense. Yeah, it's still sharing. Isn't yeah. It? yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because like, if I like a story, I want other people to to like enjoy the story too. I'll be like, hey, I think you might enjoy the story. Take the book. Do you know what? Like, in as much as I agree, I agree with that in, in notion, in practicality, I I don't lend books simply because I'm very particular about the the conditions of my books. Mm. And so if I lend a book book out to you, cause so even when I'm reading, I don't like bending the spines of my book. But if I lend a book out and it comes back and you have bent the spine out of shape, I swear our friendship is done. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, I'll look at you like this is an insult. Well, for me, I don't mind what you do to the book as long as you don't like tear any of the pages. <laughs> cause nah, it's, it's nuts. Like I'm seeing books with like coffee stains and them spines just bent out of shape and I'm like there's no respect to this book mm. oh this book the book has character no no it's not character it's not, it's, it's not <laughs> it's character respect. it's just respect it's been around you know. <laughs> I shall <laughs> <laughs> like it's just it's just disrespect and for me it's very much like yo I gave you this book in a certain condition I don't expect it in the exact same condition but near enough would be good mm. and so for me it's like if, if it's a digital copy that can be like, all right, here, here's my Kindle. The books are on it. Have a read. You give give you a Kindle? Yeah. Oh, okay. I've got quite a few. You've got quite a few why Kindles? Yeah. Why, why, why have we got so many Kindles? Mm. Plus, like Peter, I've got a Kindle on my phone. I've got it on my iPad. I've got it on, I've got two iPads. I've got it on both. I've got an actual Kindle. And I've got a Kindle that isn't linked to my account that's got a bunch of PDFs on it. Mm. I so ain't, I ain't letting know on my Kindle. Mm. I, I'll send you a link to the book. <laughs> by yourself. Yeah. But I find I find that reading on the Kindle app on the phone is irritating. Cause depending on how big your screen is, mm. it limits the amount of words and stuff on so you might go through like three clicks to go through an actual page that will be on the Kindle. And it just for me I'm like, it's not just ease but it's how quickly I can go through it as well. So if I feel like I'm clicking every five seconds, I'm just like, no, I'm taking too long to read this book. It's irritating. <laughs> okay. Do you guys think it's important for a Bible to be physical? Because like, if you've looked all throughout time, the word has been always written down. Except when it was like, <laughs> recited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Most, most theology <laughs> theology degree just jumped in like nope yeah and like obviously um, with like Bible apps and stuff you've got the the freedom of having all these different translations yeah you can look at um, the Greek of some words the the, the 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 but do you think there's something important about having physical Bibles no yeah yeah no <laughs> personally I think it's it's over. It's overplayed the importance of having a physical Bible. Like mm. in um, in my former church, they used to be very big on. No, you have to bring a physical Bible to church, and the mentality behind it, if you actually speak to them, is, oh, it's maybe letting people see that you have a Bible, so that they see that you're Christian, or it's something like, um, so that you are not distracted by all the other things on your phone, which is fair enough. Yeah. Um, but I think, again, it's my point of not being locked in the past. The reason that they codified the Bible as it was, was, well, not the reason, but a benefit was we're no longer dealing just with word of mouth. We've got it written down mm. and, and God said to write it down. But then also we move from it being in the uh, ancient Hebrew and Greek, well, in the ancient Hebrew, and then the Septuagint, they decided that they're going to write a Greek version. Then it went from the Greek version with uh, the, the Old Testament and the New Testament codified it all in one book and it was all progressions that i guess or i'm saying the technology allowed mm. so if we've got to a stage now where you can have a soft a soft version of it and there's so many benefits to it why yeah. despise that because you yeah. grew up with a physical bible mm. you know? yeah i'll definitely say like the benefits of the bible particularly being digital far away for me anyways far away it being um, physical mm. I think there is a nostalgia to be able to pick up yeah. an old King James Bible that's a fact and be like yes but um, I feel I, 
th- there are some advantages in terms of um, physically freaking through a Bible and stuff like that again, um, having the words in front of you. But even regardless of however, like however in depth you're going in with your Bible, the freedom and advantages of a digital version far outweigh just carrying around the physical one. Um, random things like doing a verse search you can't do that on a physical Bible. But there are some versions, there are some apps that will allow you to search for a specific um, verse. Now, obviously, it does take away the the notion of knowing your Bible intimately and intricately. So you might, ah, oh, this verse, all right, cool, this is where it is, and go there. But also, there's an understanding of, even if you're not there yet, that's not a limitation for you to quote scripture in, in conversation and if someone's like where is that obviously we've got google so we don't need the app you can still google it but if you've got if you've got the app and you can search for it and it takes you straight there then that cuts out google and if you don't have internet you can still do that within that um as peter was saying as well there's like as not as you said actually robert there's you, there are versions that have so many different translations that you can download onto your phone which becomes infinitely um beneficial when studying if you want to cross-reference the different um, versions and stuff to see what word is most prominent or even if you want to go into the greek to see what it says there and come back into it you don't need to carry around the physical copies of all of those translations you can literally just switch between between them so yeah practically i think a digital copy works well and there is definitely an onus on us to have a level of self-control that will mean that we're not just reading the Bible, we see a WhatsApp message and we just innately just click on the WhatsApp message and go read it and cut into that time of reading. Or we see a Facebook message or something like that. There's, there, there is that onus on us to have that level of self-control. But, yeah, I still see, I still see benefits. But what about this whole argument... Um, like like you like people were saying before that when something becomes like more convenient, then we just go with that way. So don't you think that all this technology could lead to people not memorizing their Bibles because they can because they think oh I can just go Google it or search for what I'm looking for as opposed to actually knowing the word for knowing the word. <laughs> I, I can go, I can go, but yeah. <laughs> I just didn't want to jump right into. No, go through. Go through. Right. I think, I think again that will. That's definitely your point, and I think even without digital Bibles, Google alone makes will make people lazy to memorize scriptures. Because oh, what does John three sixteen say again? Ah, uh, Google it. Ah, oh, yeah, I forgot all. And it's like. Um, there and there, there is the reality as well that, for the most part, people won't be able to memorize the Bible from front to, from cover to cover. Some people will. Some people might be that disciplined and be that. But again, that's the that's the key word that I think I want to stress is discipline. And even with digital versions, if there is a zeal and a passion in a person. I don't think that that will be a limitation for them to 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 memorize the Bible. It it will be a reality. Oh, I don't have to, but you know what? I actually want to. Let me do this. So it it moves from a necessity to more like I genuinely want to memorize the Bible. I genuinely want to memorize passages. Let me do this and to just enjoy the Word and enjoy God. Is it a necessity to memorize the Bible or parts of the Bible? Uh, that's that's actually what I was going to address because I think part of that is, or, or what it has become now, is almost like um almost legalistic in a sense where the more scriptures I can quote, the more pious I appear. Um, whereas I actually think the more important thing is diligent study. Because, and maybe I'm just saying this to cover myself, because I can't quote scripture as easily. I, I can't quote where it is. And yet, people that listen when I... Okay, I'm going to sound kind of... <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Peter. That sounds kind of Robert-y, but... What do you mean, kind of Robert-y? 
Okay, same like, person. <laughs> then we could decide. <laughs> if 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 people an- analyze what I say, more often than not, it's actually embedded with scripture, and it's just I don't know the verse and and the um, book. I'm quote. I'm not going to say as it says in John three sixteen. I'll just say it, and it'll be embedded in the in the sentence. And that's why it sounds like me. No, because I'm recognizing that it sounds. He's like recognizing me. something yeah. within himself. Yeah, and he's, he's talking like, about himself in a way that is yeah. almost like in, inflating. Like I'm better or yeah. something, which I'm not. No, you're not. No, I'm not. Yeah, but that's that's what. Not what better be anyway. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, taking this rightful place. Yeah. Gotta take him back. <laughs> and do, do you know what? Do you know what? My my disposition is very much the same as Peter's. Um, so th- there are some texts that I can be like, all right, cool this that that um and i i shy away from that because i find that in conversation it comes across very religious and if if depending on who you're talking to as well as soon as they mention oh well the bible says this or john says this they shut off immediately Yeah. yeah but if you're able to weave it in to just normal conversation they're readily willing to accept it and actually the the point i was even getting to was not even intentionally weaving it in Mm -hmm. but because it's such a part of you it comes out with what you're saying yeah you know and and you find people that are diligent in their study because as with anything like we will talk you know we will talk about um we'll talk about Leia. talk about when uh when when she grows up and guys are coming to the house and we will literally just say oi low you know, and I will say, and you understand. Yeah. And it's not because I'm being intentional. It's because we've ingrained oil low, oil yeah. low, oil low. Yeah. It just kind of comes out. Yeah. So when I'm speaking, oil low, by the way, is a uh, front hand <laughs> punch and then a, a low kick. A low kick. Um, and then, leg low kick. You know, you do it, you, you take it enough in karate, yeah. it will literally become a part of your speech. Right. So we're speaking and the Bible is just being infused. And I find more often than not, people don't even recognize that you're no. talking about the Bible. And that, do you know what? I find that, that more of a problem that I find really that more me. of a problem yeah. than actually like people recognising that it's like if people recognise it that's cool but it's like yo like I'm quoting something that you should recognise but because I didn't say the bible says in here 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 and here sometimes even they're lying like the bible doesn't say that there. you're gonna read it and it's like well no you know so <laughs> I'm, I, I think I think the point I was trying to get to was more important than memorising verses to recite and say that I've memorized these verses is diligent study of the word, like wanting to study the word, wanting to know what God is saying, mm. searching the scripture, being diligent about it. I think that's more important. I think that benefits yeah. more because God said that the people, again, I don't know where it is, but he said that out, these people, I'll write my words on their hearts, you know? Yeah. And, and then you're talking about, um, there was another verse that I wanted to quote, but I've forgotten what it was. See? The Holy Spirit will bring to remembrance Jeez. all the things that I have said. The Holy Spirit just brought to remembrance. <laughs> just to shut the devil up. You know, like that. Get thee behind me. And do you know what? The, the, what, the, the, the one that I wanted to quote as well, yeah, was, um, ah, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The mouth, boom. So you keep on eating the word. You keep on eating the word. It goes into your heart. And you're just, you're, it comes out Literally. naturally as opposed to having to memorize. And that's not to say don't memorize. Yeah. Like someone, it's, it's definitely a good skill. Oh, it's yeah. definitely someone a good habit a to have. It's a very good discipline yeah. to memorize a word, and especially for kids. Well, yeah. I think I, I heard a testimony of one guy saying in his like drunken stupor as a teen- teenager, whatever, having you know grown up in the church and mm. then rebelled, as most people do, the thing that brought him back to Christ was the words that he had memorized. Hmm. Because he, he, you know, you memorize some things and they stick with you with yeah. for life. You know, osmosis is the transfer of particles of a fluid from an area of lower concentration to that of higher, uh, higher concentration. I have memorized that in JSS. I don't know where I memorized it from, but it sticks with you. So he, he, he testified that it was the verses that he memorized that kind of came to him and hmm. brought him back after the fact. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't turn my nose up to that but I just say it's played out it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's I know that um, to John Piper I believe um, in talking about memorizing scripture and speaking that like is a very good um, habit to cultivate yeah. was saying how even Jesus when he was tempted by the devil he was able to bring back up the scripture that he had um, stored it's worth, within it's worth noting as well that he didn't quote, quote. this prophet yeah. said this yeah. he would merely say 
in the word yeah. or as it's, it is yeah. written and it's like and like yeah. um w- one thing that really stands out to me is paul in his letters he doesn't necessarily say sometimes you say isaiah said this or whatever but he was, he wouldn't necessarily be like well in the prophets ezekiel 35 i don't even know if ezekiel goes up to 35 but ezekiel 12 2 and they didn't even have those uh, demarcations there did they and it's like he he literally just weaved it in to what he was saying and that's for me what's more important than quoting where it is in the bible is so what's okay this is where i'm gonna put it for me it's more important to be mastered by the word than to master the word there you go okay okay it's a bar it's a bar so yeah, I think I think I'm just gonna drop the mic here and just walk okay. off the podcast. <laughs> All right, that's, 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 that's the Instagram Surprise. story right there. That's it. Master the word, master. The word. <laughs> All right, hookups. Um, I'll go first this week. My hookup for this week is a. This guy excited. thought about that. This guy <laughs> thought excited. about that. He, before someone takes it. Oh no, because like, like you guys were looking lost. <laughs> I said hookups, and then you guys no, were looking I was, around. I was gonna grab my phone actually. Yeah. Um, my hookup for this week is an artist, a rapper. Join our Lucas? Nah, nah, nah. Wow. Nah. <laughs> the reason I say nah is because I got hyped because he did the racist song, which I thought was very intelligent. And I thought all of a sudden, this is a very, very intelligent rapper. And then I go and listen to his other songs. And it's like, he's got rubbish on there as Which well. other songs did you listen to? One by, with him and Chris Brown. Oh, that song was <laughs> a mega. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Do you know what? Yeah. <laughs> Peter didn't even finish the sentence. And Robert just got <laughs> oh, so... That's because I watched that video just last night and it was so hilarious. But is, is, a, is it a banger? Is it as sensible as the I'm not racist one? And even the I'm not racist one has its flaws, but I thought it was a really good Fam, message. Everybody can't do deep music that's all true, the time. That's true, but I thought he did deep music. They well, should. He, he does. Banger. He does. Yeah. If you got... Yeah. Go- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go and look out yeah. for John Lucas. Um, his latest tune came out Last month, it's called Frozen. You would like that one. I doubt there it. There it go. It was. It's a. <laughs> I didn't like the movie. <laughs> it's talking about like um, Elsa and her sister. The dangers of driving, and and, and how being reckless with your driving can affect people's lives and people's families and stuff. Okay, I mean that sounds that and, sounds reasonable. And, and, and like when it comes to visuals, he's too sick. Um, like he's talked about. He's done one with about talking about suicide. Sully Ricks in that video. Who? Sully Bricks. Yeah. The poet. <laughs> um, he's done one talking about let's go let's go check him out. I'll um I'll, I'll give Peter his like YouTube page. You can go and check um check him out because he's great. And that and, and that tune with Chris Brown was Alright, so my hookup is <laughs> Peter just climb off. It's one that I've kinda of done before, but they added a new feature or I discovered a new feature. You version. But now you can do plans with someone. Oh, yeah. And like you can share handy. your, um, you know, your revelations or whatever. Uh, read together, kind of keep each PS3 other. revelations or whatever. <laughs> keep each other in check. So um, I will link you version again. Mm. And you guys should do some group plans with a few people. It's, uh, it's really good. I don't know. Robert will say the babies you're trying to court. No, nah, that's a bit sleazy, to be honest. Using, <laughs> using Even Robert has standards. <laughs> got standards. Even Robert has standards. Do you know what, yeah? Robert was reading... Um, one plan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing at Bible plans, but I I could have sworn yeah it said it said um <laughs> I don't I know what you're talking about. I could have sworn it said pray whilst you pray. Yeah, As yeah. in whilst you pray <laughs> on other people. I see that one. Yeah. Oh. Kind of baits you out, you know you know what you're going to God about, but it's cool. But that's why I I, I put my plans on private. <laughs> I've always put my plans in private. I know some some I leave public, but then there's there's just certain ones I don't want people. Do you know like, what? Like 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 sometimes part of me wants people to see what I'm reading, and then like if I feel like that, I'll, I'll put it on private. Mm. Other times, if if I don't care, I'll just I'll just put it out. Do you know? What? I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. This 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 is slightly prideful, but what I used to do was the plans that were only like two three days, I put on public. <laughs> so obviously, <laughs> I'll say <That's> complete. <laughs> Moses has started his plan. Two days after Moses has completed his plan, <laughs> get it? What? Well, since we're talking about confessions of the Bible, like you see this this like streak thing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You just open it. I just, just open it. it. 
I didn't even read the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, yeah? Ever since they introduced the streak, yeah, and I, I knew that my heart would be like that, I would just open it for the... T- I, I stopped using it. <laughs> I stopped using it because I knew that if I, if I got like a 10-day streak, I'd be like, no, nah, I can't break this. I can't break this. I can't... <laughs> Fam, right now I'm on 180 something. <laughs> I probably read the Bible about 50 days in that time. <laughs> from the app anyway. The app. Do you know what? Yeah, you vision. If 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 someone's is it you version or you vision? Version. Yeah. You version. If someone from you version is listening to this, well, just take it off. Yeah, take it off. I, I think they should. No, they, they should have a feature where you can like turn, like, it, turn off it on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, turn it on yeah. and off. Yeah, I, I think. For me, you know, in my heart, it's, it's not, that's the reason I've actually stopped using the app. Mm. Um, so I, I think it's, it's worth saying as well, just um, before you give your hookup. Have you given your hookup already? No, like yeah, that. yeah. Because I've talked a lot about technology and recommending it a lot. I think it's worth being cognizant of some of these things mm. that are designed. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm, I'm imagining you versions intent behind that is to encourage people. Yeah, encouragement. To do it. Yeah. However, some of these things become. Uh, anchor points for the devil to prey on our pride, mm. and I think it's worth being mindful to of that. To pray while we pray, <laughs> and, also, <laughs> and also other apps like Facebook, like Instagram, the the ones that I call the bottomless pits ones mm. because they have no it's an infinite yeah. scroll. They are designed to pull us in, and I think it's worth being cognizant of that. Being mm. cognizant of the fact that the little red tick, like um, there was an article on how they employed psychologists to help with the design to help make it more addictive like they've they've invested in doing those things and i think it's worth being cognizant of that when you're on social media and when you're using technology so you don't get sucked in yeah. to um the sunken place yeah. sunken place um so last week i believe that my um hookup was humble beast yeah yeah um and i said i had i would have another record label for today I think I have done this record label already. Um, reach, uh, not reach. Um, <laughs> the way I was like, not reach. Um, lap mode. I think I've done lap mode already. I don't think you have, no. Okay. No, lap I haven't mode. done lap mode, no. Lap mode is another dope um, record label. They haven't released music. Um, actually, no, they have. I was they have, say, yeah. Brindle. Brindle. They're just, but they've been a bit, they haven't been as proactive as they were before. No. Um, before, like, there was albums being dropped. I know Esso's working on new stuff. Yeah, Esso's, yeah. Esso's like, the most active. Yeah. And I think that's primarily because he has been focusing on music consistently. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know that Jason as well, He, he he's like, music is what brings in money. Mm. Shailin just came off pastoring the church to go back to making music, so he should be bringing out music more consistently as well. Mm. And Timothy so Brindle... So being a pastor? I don't know if he stopped being a pastor, but I know that he stopped making music for a couple of years because he planted and was pastoring a church. Him and God's servant. Right. Um, we need a new God's servant one. We need a new God's servant yeah. chapter. So God's servant was co-pastoring with Shailen yeah. um, at a church. And um, I think God's servant still might be pastoring there, but Shailen has stepped away from purely pastoral ministry yeah. to come back to music because he, he feels that pull. Um, so yeah I think that people are starting to emerge from the woodworks again um, they, they've got I've just mentioned names Esso Jason um, Shailin Stephen the Levite um, Brindle um, God's Servant God's Servant so that's six that come to mind immediately um, and all of them like their music is just theologically sound it's it's just it's like in depth um, I told my vic, I uh, showed my vicar about Shailin, mm. the hypostatic union. Mm. Vicar downloaded three albums on the same day. <laughs> um, so yeah, and like vicar was very much listening to it from like a theological perspective as well, mm. which just shows um, just how in depth. Yeah, at least Shailin, all of them go. Not oh, yeah, at least, yeah. but all of them go. Like all of them really challenge each other, and even if you want to expose yourself to some of their thoughts before you actually dive into their music. They've got a few um, podcasts, not, well, 
shows on YouTube, uh, YouTube called Chopping Block. Yeah. And it's, it's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, um, very good conversations. Yeah, very yeah. good conversations around theology and around the practicalities of theology as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just type in lamp mode, Chopping Block, and you should be able to get some stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Boom. Cool. On to the next one. On to the next one. So, I'm surprised no one mentioned um, Jackie Hill Perry's new album. That's um, part of Humble Beast. Didn't I? Yeah, yeah. You mentioned yeah. it last When week. I mentioned Humble yeah. Beast, you yeah. mentioned that I was going to drop soon. Yeah. And I've been making noise about it on my Instagram. It yeah. brought me back to Instagram. That's how serious it is. So, I listened to it, right? <laughs> You're about to get oil load right now. <laughs> no. no he's, about, he's about to get that Spartan kick. Okay, <laughs> drop kick from yeah. here. <laughs> Hey, please, 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 please. So, I listened to it. Lyrically, it's very good. Ly- lyrically, I enjoyed it. Flow-wise, not so much. I feel like I feel like her flow is a bit outdated. It reminded me of how rappers used to rap like 10, 15 years ago. Mm. And and I, I, I don't know if, that, if that, that was just me or whether that's like an actual thing. Mm. Her style is quite like old school hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Quite get as many bars, as many mm. words, as many thoughts into the song as possible mm. um so that's that's yeah. definitely true and then it, it r- reminds me of something i heard on the joe Biden podcast again shout out to joe but the podcast um joe was, shout out back. <laughs> joe was talking about how you can hear the difference between rappers of today from rappers from like 10 years ago who are still rapping today mm. and stuff and so i wanted to the ask drug dealer music and then the drug user music yeah so i wanted to ask does does what would i want to ask so like if your flow is stuck in um, back in time, does that affect the way your music will be perceived by the audience of today? Do you think? Definitely, I think it's it's a certain, you know, what's his name, uh, Maurice? No, I want to say seamstress. It's not seamstress. The tailor. It's not tailor. <laughs> <laughs> it's something around there. <laughs> he did a song about pandas. Designer. I think it clothes. I just think it clothes. Like there's something about clothes. <laughs> so <laughs> you can tell Peter's age probably. <laughs> oh god, my age. <laughs> like he's a guy. Why did I go seamstress? <laughs> Him, like his songs will only appeal to a certain demographic nope that's not true really yep not a demographic a certain generation maybe but not demographic not even i know actually i, not I, know, dem- gener- I know all the people that will yeah generation it is quite and it's just because it's catchy and there's a vibes no one really is hearing about what he's talking about because oh, he's, he's not talking about anything put you in the meaning of that create a cause this case but uh, what, what i'm trying to say is like the dare I say the point of the music has changed where now it's in most words a vibes back then it was about talking it was about getting in the bars it was about the complexity of the bars so definitely I think if you've grown up being exposed to one type of music which for instance now is all about the vibes then when you get exposed to something that's trying to push content sorry substance yeah. yeah you know um you're not, you're not, you're not attracted to it. But then, on, huh? Was that a shot? You're not attracted to it. Hey. Was that a sh- that, that, sound, that sounded like a shot? <laughs> was it? <laughs> it sounds a bit. Mate, if, if your insecurities are flaring up, nah, 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 that's, nah, nah, nah. that's that's you. Know? <laughs> no, so it so, wasn't a shot. It wasn't intended <laughs> as a shot, but no. So from that, as an artist, shouldn't you then try and update your flow to to match the times? I think. You do you know what I think? Um, One thing, okay, so one thing that there's a disparity between Peter and myself where in as much as he, like we can both vibe with Eminem. Um, but Peter would vibe with someone like, um, someone like Bizzle. Mm. I will vibe with someone like Shailene. Mm, mm. And there's a difference between the flow. Yeah. Bizzle's flow is a bit more modern, arguably. Mm. Shailene's mm. flow is a bit more old school even by modern Christ like modern from the 80s or something <laughs> and it's like Shailene's yeah. flow is a bit more old school yeah. and like someone like Stephen the Levite he's very much about yo like 
hip hop very much started with DJs on the turntables yeah. and they being the originators of hip hop yeah. and the yeah. MC just flowing, happened to flow over and being yeah. the hype man yeah. for the DJ. Yeah. And he's very much like, we need to keep that um, history. Yeah. So it's not necessarily a, a fact of, um, no, let's, about let's, the yeah, let's let's take let's keep it back in the old school, but let's keep the the tradition alive as we move forward. And I think um, it doesn't mean that Shylin is now irrelevant to modern day listeners. It almost it's it's almost like depend if your content can be brought into the into modern day. So the same way that Eminem was able to make a modern album. Even at that, people don't like his modern stuff. Or, or they will in five people. years' time. They will in five years' time. Give it they time. will. Yeah, that's that's what always happens with, with, with Eminem's music. Mm. So, and, and even that, it's like we've been we've been so accustomed to his to his original stuff yeah. that it's like now nah, you're trying to copy the new the new style, the new mm. standard. Like someone like um, Snoop Dogg made a track. Um, I think the track is with Meat Mill and they used the um, melody, no, the main chords from um, uh, duh, like, uh, Still Dre, I believe. Mm, that's the bang of but they, they updated it. Mm. And so everyone was coming with the new flow, but Snoop Dogg still dropped the original Snoop Dogg and I was like, yo, best flow on the whole thing yeah but i feel like with people like snoop dogg snoop dogg's got a timeless flow same with like someone like lauren hill you could listen to lauren hill okay. in like 20 30 years time yeah and still say the miseducation of, of lauren hill is a banger. a banger yeah i feel like with jackie hill perry i don't think that's i don't think that's always true because a generation will come that will talk it, they will be talking nonsense, but they'll believe the nonsense that that wasn't timeless. Like people saying now that Tupac and Biggie are overrated when they are obviously like titans of hip hop for various reasons. You've got little people now saying that um, they're, they're, they're whack. So I, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's always going to be true. I'm not, I'm not saying that everyone will be timeless. I'm saying you can tell the difference between the people who are timeless and people who are not. So I can say that Miss, uh, the, the Miseducation, it's a timeless album. Yeah, it's a timeless mm. album. Um, because... Even Fuji's, like... Yeah. So it's not just that album, but her work in general has got a timeless feel to it. And I feel like with Jackie Hippo, even though like her, her, her content is good, the it's like she's stuck in a time period which stops... The music transcending. So uh, I was going to ask, how much of your art should be for your audience, and how much should it be, honestly, an expression? I was even going to ask. In addition to that, if you make music for everyone, like, so I was going to ask, like, what what happens to audience if we're trying to make music for everyone? What happens to a specific audience that you're going after? Well, you can't make music for everyone. That's it. Yeah. You can make music for your fans and you make music that you know your fans will like. I, I as opposed even, even when you do that, even when you do that, you're there's something in oh, no, 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 wait, wait, no, no, but no, no, but no, but what I mean is by, by saying you make music that your fans will like is that your fans like you, like you. Yes, so if yeah. you make the music that you make, yeah. Then that will make your fans gravitate. You know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, as opposed to, oh, let me make something that I think that when they hear it, they'll like it. Yeah, if, yeah. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, because then it's not genuine. Yeah. yeah, and I think where, from your point of view, maybe Jacky Perry is stuck in a certain time period. For mine, it was classic. It was perfect. It was exactly what I want. What well, not what I wanted from her because she's a human being and whatever she produces is what she produces. But it's exactly what I vibed with. It was why Ooh. I liked him in the first place. Because she was being true to herself. Yeah, but you're old, Bill. You listen to old people music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just drop the mic. But not, and it seamstress. <laughs> Look, I thought about clothes. You're, you're never gonna let. You're gonna, he's not gonna let you live that down. That's how I was tying it together. I think. Um, At least I knew. No, you did it. I think. I think. Um, so. Stephen Levi has a line in one of his songs, Temptations. 
um, on his um, one of his al- most recent albums, where he says there is a temptation to for him anyways to dumb down his music and follow yeah. the formulas that are widely accepted so that his music would also be widely accepted um to actually follow like industry formulas and stuff like that and he's like there's he has to fight against that temptation and say say, no like i'm making this one for myself and two for those who vibe with the original hip-hop that was actually like where it originated from yeah so i'd rather keep my stuff underground while and like circulated to those people than sell out to get the money and be on the because he's like there's a temptation for him to feel as though he's one of the greatest like he's he's good because from the from looking at the original um or origins of it he's pretty good but it's like no one's recognizing him for that and so should i just bun it sell out do what's widely accepted get that recognition and just keep it moving? Or do I keep doing what I'm doing knowing that I'm appealing to a niche? Yeah. And that's perfectly fine to appeal to a niche. I don't think you have to try and always evolve. I think it's fine to just appeal to what what you honestly enjoy and who you honestly are. Do you feel like there are any classic um, gospel rap albums? Crescendo's one. I think... Um, uh, uh, I mean, came out last week. You, could, you can't say it's a classic. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Um, there was one by uh, Jackie Hill's last album. Um, I forget. I forget the name. Uh, I forget. Is it really a classic? <laughs> well, I like. I liked it enough, and I keep playing. For me, a classic is one that I can go back to and still enjoy. Uh, for me, a classic, which will always be a classic for me, is Souls the Five Solas. Yeah. 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 As so as the five solos yeah. for me, that's a classic. Another classic is one one six thirteen letters, which you linked last time as well. Another classic. Um, do you know a few of the Lecrae albums? Um, so like after the music just stops, Rebel, those are classics. Um, so I think you can listen to all these albums and like. 10 years time I've been listening to the albums like non-stop um, this past week mm-hmm. well, no, this past couple of weeks actually mm-hmm. um, Stephen the Levite um, the Forerunner EP mm-hmm. classic um, can I be honest uh, maybe not a classic but it was good yeah can I be honest I think is the one where he mentions um, Temptations I oh, believe I, I thought you meant you were being honest sorry sorry, sorry. <laughs> The Art of Joy is a Jackie Hill one that I was talking about, and I still love that album. So, yeah. Propaganda is excellent. I thought that. Was yeah, that. Propaganda is excellent. It's definitely a classic. It's definitely a classic. Um, I think Shaw Baraka's Lions and Liars is a classic. Do you think was that the one with the? Sorry, is that the one with the We Live as Kings? Or is that that's a separate album, isn't it? I think that's a separate album. That's a separate album. Mm-hmm. Do you think the way you, you would classify secular albums as classics is different from the way you you, you would describe a, a a gospel rap album as classic, or do you think it's the same? For metric? me, it's the same. For me, it's it's things like uh, repeatability. How often I can go back to that track. Things like how well the person rides a beat. Hmm. Things like content. Those things will always remain the same for me, regardless of yeah. um, faith. I think for me, I hold them to different standards. Um, on a gospel track, I'm very much like you're trying to convey a truth. And so the, me classifying your album as a classic also includes how close to the truth I believe the album was. What about um, Shobaraka's latest? I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if it's the latest one, but the one that was made in the midst of all this Black America stuff. Um, do you think that will one day be, be, be classed as a classic or do you think that it was for a time? I think, that's, I think that's, that was his aim. I know that Shaw Baraka is is very much about making classic music. So even when you listen to the beats and stuff, he's not necessarily going after the popular beats and stuff. He's going after a classic, timeless feel with with his beats and with like the musicality of it. Um, I think some of the track for me, the whole album, no. Um, some of the tracks, yes. Um, Road to Humble. I believe it's called, it's, it's a classic. Um, 
there's one about there's one about fathers. It might be because I'm a dad, so I really like the song. Um, it's like even the chorus is dope. How do you spell dad? L O V E. Dope. I remember that one. Um, there's one. There's one about words where he speaks about his dad getting cancer and his like his his dad used to pray adamant like quite a lot for God to increase his faith. Is he the one that's got the disabled son? Yeah. Mm. That was he, so he's he, a propaganda he track. Um, I ain't got the answers or mm, one yeah. of them. One yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, propaganda. Like, yeah, propagandas. I Pro- think propagandas most propagandas really albums, like, um, what's it? Crooked, crooked, mm-hmm. classic, crimson, crimson cord, Cla- mate. Um, excellent, dope. I think there was another one, but yeah, um, dope. Like, it's, it's bad, but I wouldn't say Bizzle stuff is classics. I like uh, crowns and crosses, or crosses and crowns. I, I can really only like listen to I can only listen to like one or two tracks in it, yeah. and then I skip the rest. I really like that one. Um, Gemstones, um, blind, blind elephant. elephant. I don't know about that. Um, Shane and Shane. Um, I don't know if that's more like a worship than a rap thing. I don't know. Um, I'm flicking through. I'm flicking through uh, Trip Lee. I don't know. I don't know. Anything yeah. from Andy Mino? <laughs> I think Andy Mino's is is more like seasonal bangers. Yeah, and Andy is he's a he's a fun yeah he's, he's a fun yeah. albums. Saint Classic is. I mean, no, I, he's got a few classic tracks. So a few tracks. I think he was he was, he was for sale. I could see myself listening to in five years yeah. time. Who? Andy. Yeah. Okay. I mean, a lot of these things I can I can see myself going back to five years, ten years down the line. Yeah. But I don't know if that makes it classic though. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, let's end it because <laughs> who knows? It's one of those conversations, isn't it? Yeah, it could just go on for a while. It's, it's so subjective. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, <laughs> um, thank you for listening, guys. You guys are amazing. I just want to say that you guys are amazing for listening to us. For real. Um, so yeah, keep listening to us because you're amazing. That's what amazing people do. Oh, introvert shout you guys out actually, but you guys are not on Instagram. I was going to check and what on Instagram? Yeah, where where are we on Instagram? I said you guys are not on Instagram, so I'm she on shouted Instagram. you out. Oh, yeah, you don't tag your thingy. She shouted you out, but couldn't tag I, you guys. I, I follow you on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't follow me though. It's a bit mad. I'm sure I follow you. Is it? Uh, anyway, yeah. So shout out to you, introvert. She's cool. She's yeah, dope. you better follow me on Instagram. <laughs> I'll check. I'll check. Do you follow so me on Instagram? Because you don't follow me. <laughs> follow me first. <laughs> follow you back. Better hidden, <laughs> hidden resentments. Ah, do you know what? Yeah. Now, um, when it comes to Instagram, y'all, uh, I can be bare petty. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I can be bare petty. I dropped this girl. A um, she started a uh, course or something like that, and I dropped her a message. And like she just didn't reply to me, so I just unfollowed. <laughs> you know the ones where you're like, wait, you're dropping pictures and you're commenting on other people's things, but you ain't coming. I'm like, rah, right? It's been a week. It's been two weeks. Follow this girl. Man. I can be right. bare petty. I'm not gonna lie. Um, shout out to Rude for the intro and outro music. Calvin Turner for ordinary amazing logo. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash the blacksmith's furnace, no apostrophe. On all good podcast websites, including iTunes, blacksmith's furnace with an apostrophe, Twitter at the furnace UK. Um, um, email address tbsfurnace at hotmail.com. Yep. Is that everything? I believe so. Yep. Yeah. Anything yeah. people want to shout out? Echoes. That book is still purchasable. Yeah. yeah. Um, go on to the Writers and Scribes website. Book is there. If you're on Facebook, like the Writers and Scribes Facebook page. You see, we should be dropping a few more videos from the poets. Um, I'm literally just chopping them up now. So as soon as that's ready, should be getting flung onto Facebook. So yeah, yeah. should be good. Cool, cool, cool. So this is the Blacksmith's Finest signing out. Black. <laughs>